Oren B. Andy G. Been a while, mate. How's it going? Yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. Uh, the last time we were due to catch up was the long weekend. Now, we're both pretty busy. Uh, yep. So um, we do apologise to those listeners who are feeling hard done by because they've had to wait four weeks <laughs> for an episode. Uh, all two of you, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been climbing, climbing up the walls to... Yeah. Well, see, I was... Get a, a bit of tradio. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, so, because you were over at the beach house, weren't you? And I suppose it's nice to get back over there now that the the road up the centre of the Coromandel is open again. Yep. Hell yes. It's really good. We, um, I think we might have gone once last year with all the rain and the bad weather, but no, we've already been over twice this year. It's good. Good to get back. Yeah. Have you guys still got the pick of the weather up there at the moment? Yeah, touch wood. I won't try not to jinx it. Seems to be pretty good at the moment, eh? We've had sort of 26, 27 every day. Nice. Sunny. Nice and warm. I think it's been the best summer that New Zealand's had in a long time. Yeah. Shit, yeah. It's been a good summer up here. Bloody good. Got some got some interesting stats for you, mate. Actually, because Ooh, um, it's are you right? You're a bit tired. Yeah, oh, long days. I've been doing long <laughs> days, man, and working on the house. And oh, oh it's a bit that way. Are you still doing? Out. Are you doing some upgrades at home? Are you? Nah, just um, restaining all the decks, oh. painting all the handrails. So I had to water blast it and scrub it all, and then you know, oh, yeah. oh, big job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a fair few thousand deck meters around your house, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a bit of decking to be done. Yeah, mate. That's just a workout in itself right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Now, this podcast, the, the the host that I upload the podcast to have very kindly sent me a bit of a digest of the podcast, and I thought I'd share a couple of stats with you, uh, which are very interesting, actually. Um, over January, believe it or not, we had a 47% increase in listeners, which isn't oh, yeah. too shabby. That's nice. So we had four people listening. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Um, now get this. This is broken it right down. Thursday is the most popular day for people to tune into Tradio, and 5pm is the most popular time of that day. Hey. Interestingly, and this has happened, I mean, the USA and New Zealand keep fluctuating who takes the top spot. The USA currently is top of the list for countries listening. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Must be when they're driving home from work in the afternoons, eh? It's like, ah, oh, just chuck on a bit of tradeo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're probably, maybe, maybe they listen so intently because they just cannot understand the Kiwi accent. Yeah, yeah. Foss and chops. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I'm just going to listen to this thing a few times over so I can understand what the hell they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand these New Zealanders, man. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Yeah, so uh, thank you to everyone that tunes in. And um, yeah, strangely, America's the top of the list, and we, we have a good number of listeners in New Zealand, but for the USA to top that, our own home country, is something crazy for an organic podcast that we don't really promote. Yeah, it's been a uh, pretty hard case. Like I said, I might have been last time on the podcast, I mentioned that a couple of guys that I deal with through my job now have been mm. like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's quite funny. Um, I tell you what, I got a lot of feedback, even from colleagues at work, actually. Um, you remember how we did this thing in the last episode where I said to you, if you ask Alexa what Coffee Bean 100 means in Welsh, and she she, she says this. For coffee cunt. I had the most, incre- <laughs> That's always funny. I had the most incredible feedback on that one bit over the last <laughs> month. It's, it's great. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> For those that missed the bit, 
I'm just going to quickly insert it here. Sometimes when um, people are speaking their, their languages, sometimes the words they use in, uh, sound in English like a swear word, you know what I mean? Like, I've got Welsh heritage, so this one stands out personally. There's this thing where you ask Alexa what Coffee Bean 100 is in Welsh. So coffee in Welsh is coffee, C-O-F-F-I. Bean is va, so F-F-A. And 100 in Welsh is can't. Have a listen to what happens when you ask Alexa what Coffee Bean 100 is in Welsh. Listen to this. Fa coffee can't. Don't really. Um, last time we did catch up, mate, I was actually in Wellington doing my dispatches course uh, for Fire and Emergency in New Zealand. So That's now I'm right. well and truly underway with that, and we'll talk about it very shortly. But um, what I'm going to say is because I was in a hotel room, I've got the TV in front of me where I was uh, set up my recording gear. And what I'd done, I had a standalone camera, like a little cheap 4K camera, which is like a knockoff of a GoPro, right? But it, it does a good yeah. job. And I suctioned it to the TV screen because <laughs> I got a little suction holder for it. And it suctioned it to the TV screen and it, it stayed there all night and I took it off in the morning when I flicked on the TV and unsuckered the camera from the TV screen there was a big circle in the screen <laughs> and this is like one of those full on Sony Bravia TVs like a Google TV um, and there was this massive blob in it from where the suck, you know, the vacuum underneath the sucker had actually pulled all the LCD or whatever it was under there into this one spot and i was like oh shit i'm gonna have to buy a new tv for this hotel because i've screwed it i was lucky though because what had happened is it it resettled so when i got back later that afternoon it was all fine again but oh my god (laughs) so let it be a lesson do never suction a camera to your tv screen not that anyone (laughs) probably will but just let it be a lesson you never know they might be up to getting up to some antics in the hotel room and want to put a camera somewhere you know well there's always that yes if you want to (laughs) film yourself live and put yourself on the screen as well then that's obviously your prerogative isn't it all right let's get underway two three four five down the tools and up the mark a truly guy a radio guy Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh. We're R&B, and Andy G. And this is Tradio, Tradio. It is... Episode 60. 6-0. We've made it to 60. God, that's a lot, eh? I still remember when we turned 21. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> well, it actually was in reality. Yeah, it was in reality. <laughs> yeah, because we're into year three of Tradio now, which is just mad. Um, God, but anyway. gone that, that much. Yes, yes, yes. It'll be three years this September, I think it was. Yeah. So that's not bad, not bad with a big increase in listeners over January, as we mentioned. Anyway, I digress. Uh, as I mentioned a, year, a month ago when we last caught up, I was in Wellington doing my dispatches course for Foreign Emergency New Zealand, and I'm now officially into my sixth shift doing it under mentorship. And I've got to say, Hi. I don't know how many people have ever thought about the kind of workload that dispatches in the emergency services undergo, but my God, it is full on. And yep. <laughs> like on my first day, there was a massive, massive fire 
uh, just north of Christchurch. Uh, and it just got so crazy with the amount of appliances that were calling in and getting information and telling us they were coming, etc., etc. I, I just ended up handing it back over to my mentor and said, can you just take over? Because it was just absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, so that was de- that was definitely being thrown in the deep end from the dispatch side of things. But um, as I'm saying, if anyone has ever given any thought to what emergency service dispatchers do for a job, then uh, I just throw as much respect at them as you can, man, because I think we take them for granted. If I'm honest with you, it's it's full. Have you on. been doing that? Uh, any stuff for the big bushfire that's down there? It was like a whole heap of helicopters and yeah. So up where is that? Where your mum and dad live in it? Up on the oh, my wife's mum and dad. Yeah, they're up on the Port Hills. Hmm. Uh, they weren't that's affected. Right, your wife's mum and dad. That's right. They weren't affected, luckily, because they are in a different part of the Port Hills. But here's the cool thing: is that I was involved in that um, getting that fire. Uh, or looking after that once it was all fully dispatched and I was in dispatching all the other appliances and keeping in touch with the fire ground etc etc and the cool thing was is that once I'd finished work that was my last night shift of my last set so then I was able to go up to the Port fires with my Port Hill fires with my crew and actually be a part right. of the fire ground so that was quite cool to sort of see it from both sides. Yeah, did you do some firefighting up there, did you? We didn't end up doing really a lot to be honest because by the time I got up there it was largely contained but we were just there really to protect structures because there are quite a few yep. houses up there and uh, we were just there for a night shift just keeping an eye on the fire just to make sure it wasn't going to move any closer to houses yep. but yeah insane we, we call it campaign fires right it's called a campaign fire because it's not just a two-hour job it goes for days weeks and yep. um, the port hills now started on february the 14th valentine's day so not a lot of love really <laughs> for the port hills but uh, yeah, it's supposed to go. They've got crews going up there for like another five night shifts. So we could be looking at the 25th of the month. So 11 days to get that yep. fire completely out. And then another one That's started one. last night north of Canterbury. So we've got two big fires going on. It's a case of trying to spread resources around and making sure there's enough people fighting these fires, but also then enough to look after all the towns where the other resources have been sucked up to go and fight the fires. So it's a lot yeah. to think about. It, it's sometimes it's quite overwhelming, but I'm still in the early days of it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah there, was a, there was a big uh, fire in an old sort of half-abandoned building in Thames here the other night. So, ah, which building? Was the old um, changing sheds at Danby Field. Yeah. Okay, yeah, by the park, by the playground? Yeah, yeah, in by the playground there. I don't know what happened, but it all sort of got burnt. You go, but it's just a bit of a charred charred mess at the moment. But. Oh, bugger. <laughs> See, I think yeah. there's a lot of people out there that want to gain some notoriety, and I reckon some of these people are starting some of these fires, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. There's a few, few drongos around these days, eh? Absolutely. I mean, and there is a service as well, which I'm actually keen to look at into studying. It's called Ahikura. But what it actually means is it's a service where people who are trained in that particular uh, service can go and visit these these kids who like starting fires and actually try and get them out of that. That would be a good idea. So, yeah. <laughs> Big job. Big job. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of elements to it, but... um. Yeah, all these fires. I mean, some of them may start on their own freak occurrence, but I'm sure some of them also have human intervention. I would be surprised, eh? Yep. Oh, yep, mate. Yep, yep. God, I can't stop yawning. Must be getting old or something. Eh? This, this getting older thing. It's just like I really enjoy my sleep nowadays. You notice yeah. that? Like when you're having a good sleep and in the morning, it's like the best thing ever. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree, mate. It is always good. Eh? Sometimes you, when your alarm goes off in the morning, you're like, I could actually do with a couple more hours. Yep. 
I'm like that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I've got to change my alarm sound actually because it's becoming. Um, I'm getting annoyed with it. Wake up to like the sound of like fluttering butterflies and rain on the roof. <laughs> something. <laughs> well, I wonder like because yeah. my alarms to me is quite abrupt. I mean, I'll, I'll quickly find it for you. It's it's if you've got a Samsung Galaxy phone, then you're going to recognise the sound. You know, from a nice peaceful sleep to suddenly waking up to this. It sounds more abrupt when it's right next <laughs> to your ear rather than through a microphone. But that bloody sound, I'm getting absolutely fucking sick of it, and I've got to find something just a little bit more calming. What do you wake up to? I'm just trying to find it for you. Here we go. Oh, you got the same one. I got the same one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, what are the chances? (laughs) What are the chances of that? When I heard yours, I was trying not to laugh (laughs) because... Same they, freaking one. They do say we've got a lot in common, mate. Even our fucking alarms are the same. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Oh. At the moment, mate, I don't know if you've got it up where you are, but we've got a fireworks ban down here at the moment. Yeah. So fireworks. I think it's banned up here all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, there should be, really. Fireworks banned 100% of the time here at the moment due to the heat and the, you know, the, the, the current climate. And uh, anyway, there's been a few instances recently of people letting off fireworks in our neck of the woods. And if someone's letting off fireworks in your area, call 111 and let them know. And it's not just isolated to fireworks. If there is a a genuine emergency that you should be calling 111 for, then call 111. And the reason why I say this is because lately, especially in our town, there's been a spate of people jumping onto the the community social media page, right? (laughs) And even sending Good old us, social media. Yeah, and even sending us a private message to the Fire Brigade Facebook page outlining that there is an emergency and we should come to it. And <laughs> I spotted one. I just I just happened to look at our Facebook page and I saw a notification that someone had tagged us in a post. I had a look at it forty two minutes after it was posted. Oh, somebody is having a bonfire. Um, on the riverside at a campsite where they shouldn't be, and that could turn into a pretty big vegetation fire in that area. They decided it was a good idea not to call 111, but to just tag us on a post, which we didn't see until <laughs> 42 minutes later. And you can imagine just how big a bushfire can get in 42 minutes, right? Compared to if you yep. call 111, we can get there straight away. Yep. Hell yeah. Just get on with it, eh? Yeah. Don't tell the social media world there's an emergency. Get the fuck on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. It's there's some freaking interesting people out there, right? Like, I've even started to see a few of them with the Coast Guard. Eh? You sort of, you know, just the shit that people do in boats, and mm. the lack of the one of the biggest things is just the sheer lack of maintenance in these boats. Say, eh? like the amount of boats that we tow in that are like broken down, batteries flat. They run out of fuel. They go out there with them. They think they've got fuel on board. They get out there and then k- 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 run out of gas. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, really? Yeah. What I'd be Come interested on, to know, though, because I know that obviously you're with Coast Guard now and you're doing really well with that, which is awesome. But have you ever been out to many call-outs? Or, or rather, maybe I could reword the question. Uh, what is the percentage of people that call you who are members compared to non-members? Well... To be honest, ninety ninety five percent of them are members. You get you get the odd one that's that's not a member, but they're actually in the crap and they need you to help them. But most of the time, it's like yesterday. We had one yesterday, and it was basically the guy even said to us, he goes, "Uh, oh, 
I could have fixed the problem. If, you know, if I could have, you know, unbolted a few things and fixed the problem. But he goes, oh, I'm a member. I just thought I'd call you guys. You can come and come and sort it out for me, which we did. We went up and sorted him out and got him all sorted and got him on his way. Yeah. But it's like, really? It's like, dude, come on. You know? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I mean, you will go rescue anyone, right? But it's just a little bit more yep. pricey if you're not a member, right? Yeah, I think it's about 360 bucks an hour or something like that now. Oh, wow. You know, you do some long tows, you know, yeah. you could, you might have a boat behind you for four hours, you know, like if you've got to tow a big launch somewhere or something yeah. like that. So it can get very expensive. Yeah. Well, we've made that comparison in a previous episode, right? So like with, with, a, with firefighting, for instance, if we get called to a small fire in a barrel or something in someone's back garden, be over and done with in 20 minutes. And that includes turning out and getting in the truck and driving out there and putting it out and getting back again. But you guys are going out for these long duration calls just for one job. Yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday was a short call out and uh, we were sort of out, done and dusted and back and cleaned up and everything. And it was three hours. Mm. So, you know, and that's an average call out. I'd say every time that pager goes, it's going to be at least probably a quick one would be two hours if you're lucky, but usually three to four. Well, that's it. And you've also got the other, a- night, the other day they went out. And they did back-to-back call-outs because they had a big tow to do and then they got another call-out and then they had to help another boat as well. Mm. They left at 12.30 that day, got back to the yard at half past 10 that night. So that's how long you can be on the boat for if things turn to shit. That's crazy, so, eh? I mean, not yeah. only is it quite rewarding for you to go and it's exciting when you page your guys, I suppose you always got to th- sort of thank your family as well for letting you do it too, right? Yeah, well, I went yesterday afternoon and then when I got home, the pager went off again a bit later on that afternoon, and I just yeah I was by then I was unavailable, so I didn't I didn't go on that one. But yeah. luckily, because it was a, it was only a short call out, and then it was a stand down anyway. So oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Oh well, good on you, man. Main thing is you enjoy it. That's the uh, that's the the, the, the reason for it. Yeah, you got training tomorrow night, and that's uh, got to do in water survival tomorrow night. That's going to be interesting. Well, you're training water fully clothed. Yeah, we're going up to the bloody local swimming pool, but we're going to have to get in there fully clothed with all our gear on, with the tread water, and then we have to do huddles, and then we have to like tow other people, drag yeah. other people and stuff. So Yeah, treading water yeah. in a metre-deep pool is a bit difficult. <laughs> no, we're going to the, the the local school pool, which is I think the deep end's about two metres. Oh, is that the high school pool? Yeah, yeah, ah, so right. we'll go up there. It's going to say. And... Um, We've got to do quite a bit of stuff up there. There's quite a few of us going tomorrow because it's a thing that you've – even the guys that are experienced every five years, they have to go back and do in-water survival. So yeah, for sure. It's just in case you ever have to abandon ship. Yeah, we got to keep your re-evaluations up anyway. Yeah. Oh, good on you. I came here for the comments. <laughs> um, this one here was kind of a last-minute find, so it's probably a little more serious than some of the other ones we've had. But uh, I don't know, you were talking earlier about – Always feeling tired, must be getting older. And I came here for the comments is where I find a question that's asked on social media and we read out some of the answers to it. And the question is, what are you simply getting too old for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In your case, you just got up and shut your window, so maybe you're getting too old to listen to your neighbour's music. Oh, I get grumpy, mate. I'm that neighbour now. I'm like, oh, those bloody young fellas next door get the music too loud. (laughs) Oh, I suppose, yeah, you've got new neighbours, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a new neighbour on one side, and he is a little bit rowdy at times, but uh, it's all right. And he, But believe it or not, he's older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, so here's somebody asks us, what are you simply getting too old for? Uh, this one here says, bullshit arguing with other people. Yep. Um, I just give up nowadays. I don't even bother. <laughs> yeah. 
This one here says it makes me think of Keanu Reeves because he gave an interview about growing older and said he protects his peace by refusing to argue with anyone about anything. Uh, he Good said, idea. He said two plus two is five. You're correct. Have a nice day. Great way to be. Absolutely. Great way to be. Uh, this one here says being worried about what others what others think of me. Yep. I couldn't give a rat's ass these days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are you getting too old for? Shoes that aren't comfortable. They don't have to be flats or lacking in style, but they have to be comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I like yeah. comfy shoes. When you slip on a nice comfy pair of shoes and you're going to go somewhere, you go, that's really good. That's really <laughs> nice. Like a nice pair of slacks. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> um, late night partying. I suppose it comes in two parts, though, because I do enjoy a couple of drinks with good friends, and that generally goes into the yep. late hours. But I think what that's referring to is more like you're clubbing and going out on the town. I can't fucking stand that stuff anymore. Yeah, no, I'm sort of... Uh, although, although, oh, I am over it, but I found a radio station now. There's a new one in Hamilton. And uh, it does... It's like just 90s classics, eh? After one after another. It's got no ads in it. It's just oh. constant music. Shit, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> is that Channel X? Yep, Channel X. Channel X, yeah. I'm hearing good things about that station. It's a MediaWorks owned station. Yeah, and it so sounds, good. Sounds to me like they've nailed it. So that's great. Yeah. I'll have to give it a listen. I'm sure it's in Christchurch, but I haven't had a chance yet. I, I just like Radio Haraki too much. Yeah, um, I listen to Haraki and yeah, Channel X now when I'm over in Hamilton. So. Nice. Because that late night partying thing, do you know what? I love nothing more than a box of piss, a sunny day, and 90s trance playing on my speaker. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's good. Nothing like it. Reliving the 90s through trance. Yeah, That's just Reliving the my youth. <laughs> oh, so good. But it's funny how specific songs just bring back specific memories that you never thought you had locked away anymore. Ecuador. Yeah. The rude sandstorm, eh? Everyone loves that <laughs> yeah. still, and it's to the day. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love it, eh? Yeah. When we get in the car now, like, can we put on the rude sandstorm? <laughs> uh, this one here, loud pubs. If I'm out for a drink, I want to be able to hear whoever I'm with when they speak. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> kind of, back in the old days, you sort of just used to drink and yell at each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. But you still were able to understand and hear each other clearly. Yeah, we had better hearing back then. It's thanks to that loud music that now I've got this weird whistling sound in my ears all the time. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> tinnitus. <laughs> Have a serving of tinnitus with your age. Um, this one here says, I'm, I'm getting too old. Uh, too old for leaving my house. <laughs> hey, I'm becoming homely, eh? I like really enjoy being home, working on the house and painting things. And, Shit, yeah. You know, Who I don't know why. I just do now. I really <laughs> do it. A uh, couple more here. Not getting enough sleep. There's a lot I'm willing to give up in order to get at least six hours. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I love my sleep, like I said earlier. And a good old sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll wrap it up with this one. I'm getting too old for going out to dinner with more than a 20-minute wait. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fair enough, too. I've been to some restaurants lately, eh, and they're just like fucking 40 minutes, and you're like, really? How long is it going to take to bring out a meal? That's right. <laughs> you could have gone to the supermarket and bought your steak and done it on your barbecue by then. Be cheaper, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's the experience, though. That's right. That's what we keep telling ourselves. <laughs> I came here for the comments. Radio. 
Right, I've got something which this has been. I've been sitting on this for ages, and I've found an opportunity to bring it up tonight. Uh, we've been talking about sort of old school songs, and there's a fantastic one called "Teardrop" by Massive Attack, which is an oh, yeah. absolute tune. I can't play it on the podcast for copyright reasons, but go Massive Attack "Teardrop" on YouTube, and you'll hear the song I'm talking about. But have you heard of the artist Banksy? Yes. Yes. There has been a conspiracy theory for some time now that Banksy could be the massive attack lead singer. Um, really? Yeah, there is. And it's a conspiracy that's been going around for years and years and years and years. And I've found some compelling evidence to back that theory up. And here's the thing. Ever since the name Banksy entered the art world, and I, I mean, I think I heard about Banksy when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. But yeah. sort of guessing his true identity has been a bit of fun for some people, a bit of an international pastime if you like uh recently a brit dj called goldie might have accidentally revealed his true name on a podcast um (laughs) because there are a lot of people who know who banksy is and for obvious reasons they keep quiet but this guy was on a podcast called scroobius pips distraction pieces here's an audio clip but give me a bubble letter and put on a t-shirt and write banksy on it and we're sorted we're okay we're good yeah yeah we can sell it now we can sell it yeah. No disrespect to Robert, I think he's a brilliant art. I think he's flipped it the world of art over. But at the end of that clip there, you may have heard him uh, use the name Robert, which reignites theories that accidentally revealed his true name. So Banksy, or it's reignited theories that Banksy is actually Robert Dalnaja, the 52-year-old lead singer of Massive Attack. <laughs> so here's some more evidence on top of that to back the theory up. One... Both Banksy and Robert Dalnaja, lead singer of Massive Attack, spent their formative years in Bristol in the UK. So they're both from there. Um, They're both artists and their work shares lots of similarities. I mean, I need not explain what Banksy's work looks like, but Robert is actually a well-known visual artist and his art has appeared on every one of Massive Attack's record sleeves. And there are some similarities. Um, They claim to be friends. Robert says that Banksy's a mate and that he's been to some of the massive attack gigs. Uh, They roll in the same circles. Now, a producer friend of Robert's called Jeff Barrow interned at a studio at the same time a massive attack album was recorded. And in 2010, this producer, he produced the entire soundtrack for Banksy's Exit Through the Gift Shop, meaning there must have already been some sort of musical connection or appreciation between the two of them. Or they're the same guy. Uh, Number five, there's a clear pattern between Massive Attack tour dates and appearances of Banksy's work. Now, on at least six occasions, uh, these occasions have been noted in which Banksy murals appeared shortly before or after Massive Attack performances in the same city. So, Toronto, New York, Melbourne, Boston, LA, New Orleans. So, whenever massive attack have gone to these cities or towns some Banksy artwork has appeared somewhere in that city (laughs) Um, so some do say that Banksy is also a group of artists who follow massive attack around the world Um, because they use stencils so I suppose you know if you've got a stencil anyone can do it can't they Um, Banksy has a thing for massive attacks music one example is he opened something called the walled off hotel in Bethlehem which was a protest piece in a fully functional hotel when he opened it though it featured a soundtrack by massive attack and Banksy also cites Mr. Dalnaja as inspiration and then as I mentioned DJ Goldie said the name Robert not disrespect to Robert I think he's a brilliant art I think he's flipped it the world of art over when he was referring to Banksy in a bit of a chat on a podcast
who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You found it out here on Radio. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Breaking news from something I got off a website. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe everything you hear on the yeah. internet, people. Fancy a dad joke off, mate? Yeah, why not, eh? All right. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. You may have noticed, mate, looking at me here, uh, I am getting a bit thin on the top. Didn't get a haircut. I got them all cut. (laughs) A man walks into an enchanted forest and tries to cut down a talking tree. You can't cut me down, the tree exclaims. I'm a talking tree. The man responds, you may be a talking tree, but you will. Dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Uh, I got a job building incomplete clocks. It's only part-time. <laughs> I was drinking a martini and a waitress screamed, Does anyone know CPR? I yelled, Well, I know the entire alphabet. And we all laughed and laughed. <laughs> well, except for one person. Oh, no. That's the winner so far. <laughs> um, I like rice. Like, it's great when you're hungry and you fancy 2,000 or something. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Eh? You go... I'm about to eat, like, 2,000 of these little things. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think twice about it. What is the worst combination of illnesses? It's Alzheimer's and diarrhoea. You're (laughs) running, but you can't remember where. (laughs) What do you call a parrot who flew away? (laughs) Polygon. (laughs) Polygon. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. That's good. (laughs) I'm sorry and I apologise mean the same thing except at a funeral oh my fucking god that's so true (laughs) oh Oh dear Uh, here's my last one what do you call a spider with ten eyes (laughs) a spider (laughs) (laughs) why is it that if you donate a kidney people love you but if you donate five kidneys, they call the police. <laughs> uh, well done, well done. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Tradio. Bloody good, mate. I, I think your jokes took it uh, tonight, to be fair. There were some good ones in there. The one about the funeral, oh my God. I'm sorry versus I apologise. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I looked at that one and I thought, that's brilliant, I like that. Oh, just when you thought you heard them all, Oren comes along. <laughs> oh, well, mate, like, great to catch up again. I, I realise it's been a month and, uh, you know, we, we aim not to make it a month between catch-ups, but sometimes it just has to go that way. Yeah, oh, it's all good, eh? We'll get there. Absolutely. Busy. I'll probably be down your way again, 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 and, oh, God. Again, again, again. For five weeks? I think it's the end of March I'm coming down... Oh, yeah, well, let me know the dates because I do have some holiday at the end of March. Yeah, if you're on holiday, well, I might make an extra day or stay for a night on a weekend or something and we'll have a couple of beersies and a port. (laughs) Yeah, make it just the one port, though, because you know how bad Not one bottle of port I did last (laughs) time. That was not a good idea. Yeah, but try telling us that when we're into it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just have another one. It's not going to hurt. Until tomorrow. Yeah, I, uh, I... 
clearly remember that. Well, I kind of clearly was a bit still a bit hazy when I got on the plane, but I clearly remember taking off and thinking, I really don't feel very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. If you get sick on a plane, everyone just thinks you, you're actually getting sick from flying. So you kind of get away yep. with it. You kind of get away with it because I do have sick bags handy, so that's probably the saving grace, but nobody wants to see that. No. Did you hear about that woman that got kicked off a plane recently because she had uh, stomach upset and she kept going to have the squirts. She had the squirts and so she oh. kept going to the toilet all the time. Yeah. And in the finish, they kicked her off the plane. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I, I, I stumbled upon a video of that on Reddit, which I wish I hadn't. I wish I could unsee it. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I'll leave you with a sweet thought for the day. This is a good one I found recently, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, like my my kids, especially my middle child, Mia, they're doing lots of spelling at the moment. She came home from school the other day, and she said to me, we did spelling today. And I was like, well, that's a good thing. She goes, yeah, but I'm a good speller. And I said, you are a good speller. She said we did the I before E thing, except after C. I was like, yeah, well, that's that's a good way to learn you know, your I's, your E's and your C's, etc. And what order they come in. And then it got me thinking, actually, that's bullshit. The I, uh, I before E except after C thing is bullshit because I before E except when your weird foreign neighbour Keith receives eight counterfeit beige sleighs from feisty caffeinated weightlifters. <laughs> that throws that rule out, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, that was a mouthful. That's good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I uh, rehearsed that. <laughs> You're going to drop the mic. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to drop this one. <laughs> don't want to drop this one, sorry. <laughs> just pretend I did. Oh, oh, oh. you're going to upset it now. Oh, oh no. I... Okay, we're good. All right, mate, good, good. to catch up. <laughs> yep. yep. No worries. We will see you next time. I'm going to go and see what my wife and children are doing. Hopefully the children are in bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. See you, mate. See you, mate. Training.